This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Good Wednesday morning, and it's starting off with some major breaking news. Yeah, flights grounded by a major computer glitch nationwide. It is January 11th. This is today. Stand still. A critical outage at the FAA this morning has thousands of passengers stranded. Airports impacted across the country. While a solution is searched for, we're live with complete coverage. No rest for the weary. More flooding expected across California today as the death toll and damage rise from those unrelenting storms. We'll have the very latest and the risk of severe weather targeting millions across the south today. Breaking overnight, a frightening knife attack this morning at a busy train station in Paris. At least six people wounded. The alleged attacker shot by police as they investigate potential links to terrorism. Concerns on campus. A new semester beginning this morning at the University of Idaho, with students still on edge over the murders of four classmates. I'm a little worried about the safety here. And an attorney for one of the victims now saying there was no connection between victim and suspect, as the accused will appear in court again tomorrow. Those stories plus the jackpot jumps. The already historic Mega Millions prize climbs to nearly one and a half billion dollars after no big winner overnight. And honoring an icon, legendary director Steven Spielberg wins big at the Golden Globes for his life story, The Fablemans. I'm really, really happy about this. And fan favorites from The White Lotus to House of the Dragon taking top awards in TV. The winners, the moments, and the can't-miss fashions on display today, Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cutby, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. It's Wednesday morning. Glad to have you with us in a big story, especially if you're traveling today. We've got a major outage breaking news coming from the FAA this morning. It says they are experiencing a major computer outage that is impacting flights all across the country. This is a look at the flight aware map just a short time ago that shows the flights that are in air right now. Yeah, as Savannah just said, it, this is a huge story for anybody who is flying today or expecting someone to arrive. This is a live look at LaGuardia, the airport right here in New York, and at Washington Reagan National. You can see there are passengers waiting for answers inside to see when this will end. This is a sweeping outage. We want to get right to NBC's Tom Costello, who covers aviation for us. Tom, what do we know? How many flights do we think are impacted here? Well, at the moment, we've got more than 1,100 flight delays, and at the moment, about uh, 95 or so cancellations. That may change through the morning. Here's what we know. This is the computer system that's called NOTAM, or no, it used to be called Notice to Airmen. Now it's called, called Notice of Air Missions. And the bottom line is, this is the computer system that pilots rely on to find out the latest information from the FAA on air safety, for example, on whether a runway is closed or perhaps airspace is closed because of military 
military operations or a rocket launch. That system went down this morning. The FAA has been trying to get it back up, rebooting the system piece by piece. They say that they are making progress, but at the moment still, this, uh, this NOTAM computer system is not up and running at full capacity. And as a result, the ripple effect across the country is that flights are right now some are taking off, uh, but for the most part, many airlines, United, for example, says that it is simply not going to allow flights to depart right now because it needs this computer system up in terms of safety. You don't want pilots flying into an airport if, for example, a runway is shut down, for example, or there are particular safety advisories. So at the moment, that has slowed operations. It has not completely stopped operations. You can see we do see planes on the ramp moving on the tarmac there at LaGuardia. Uh, this will probably, though, even if they get the system up and running quickly, this will likely have an impact throughout the day. As you know, these things kind of cascade. The good news is, for the most part, the weather across the country right now, except in the Pacific Northwest, uh, is really not a, ba- a big factor. We can tell you the flights coming into the United States from Amsterdam, from Gatwick in London, also from Frankfurt, they are still inbound as we checked with those particular airports and those flight operations. Uh, uh, but this is all about the notice to airmen. Again, notice to air missions. They recently changed that. And as a result, this system, which uh, is critical to air safety, is right now in sort of a hiccup stage. By the way, you may recall that they had a similar problem affecting only uh, air traffic uh, in Florida. This was back on January 2nd, the, the most or one of the busiest travel days of the holiday season. And Florida air traffic ground to a halt for several hours because of a computer problem. So Real quick before I let you go, I know you want to report it out a little bit more, but is it just flights can't take off or they can they not land either? Because we see all those flights in the air. Yeah, if you're inbound, they're certainly going to allow flights to land. And then uh, presumably you would have the controller tell the pilot, be advised, this particular runway may be closed, uh, just to reiterate what the, no- the knowledge they should already have. But they okay. don't have that real-time information in front of them in the cockpit. All right, Tom Costello, going to be a difficult day at our airports. Thank you very much. Keep us updated. All right, now let's move to that string of storms pounding the entire state of California. New flooding leading to more evacuations and more emergency rescues. Drenched hillsides and roads giving way. And there's actually more rain in the forecast. Al standing by with more on that. But first, let's go to NBC National Correspondent Miguel Almaguer. He's got a report from Chatsworth, California. That's just northwest of L.A. Hey, Miguel, good morning. Hoda, good morning. California has been facing just a conveyor belt of storms, one after the other. This most recent, perhaps the most violent. You can see the road behind me has buckled open. I want to show you some drone video we took over this Hinkle. There's not one, but two vehicles that plummeted 35 feet down. Incredibly, everyone inside those cars made it out alive. But this storm has been incredibly violent, and not everyone has been so lucky. This morning, Californians waking up to more destruction from that monster storm, with the Bay Area bracing for even more torrential rain today. San Francisco already pounded by lightning strikes and hail. Cities usually bathed in sunshine, like Los Angeles, Santa Barbara, and Montecito, deluged with flash floods and mudslides. Stranded residents pulled to safety. It was like two feet of mud and water coming down the street and out of the houses, so it was pretty scary. These disasters killing at least 17 so far. That's more deaths than in California's wildfires in the last two years. 
This morning, authorities also resuming their search for missing five-year-old boy, Kyle Doan. Doan was stuck with his mother, who was rescued, in their submerged car Monday when rising floodwaters swept him away. The state's beautiful beaches now strewn with storm debris. In L.A.'s Tony Hollywood Hills, home to multi-million dollar homes, trees toppling onto cars, streets looking like rivers. The famed Mulholland Drive temporarily closing as hillsides began to collapse. These historic storms, drenching San Francisco to San Diego, are some of the worst California has seen in 80 years. Experts say partially to blame climate change with the past eight years, the warmest ever on record. What that means for us is that the atmosphere is able to hold more moisture. So these storms can be bigger. There can be more rain in them and they're more punctuated. But scientists say all the rain won't solve the West's devastating drought because the already waterlogged earth can't absorb it all. Now with an enormous cyclone storm predicted to hit the Bay Area today, the forecast calls for more damage and widespread destruction. It's staggering to say, but it appears that San Francisco is going to be in the bullseye again. And of course, they're worried about damage like what you see here behind me. There's been so many sinkholes across this area and the ground is so fragile. A major concern across California today remains the threat of landslides. Mm. Hoda, back to you. Relentless, isn't it, Miguel? All right, thank you so much. We appreciate it. I mean, if we turn to Al now, this is just just an onslaught. Yeah, it really is. And and really, this is going to go right through the weekend into the beginning of next week. Seven million people impacted. Flood watches, flood warnings. Uh, You can see already we're still seeing more rain now starting to make its way into northern California, the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Rainfall amounts anywhere from three to five to even six inches, stretching from San Francisco all the way up to Puget Sound. Snowfall amounts upwards of 18 inches in the Sierra Mountains. And this first atmospheric river just brings in one storm, second storm on Saturday, third storm on Sunday. This one could be very, very powerful indeed. And that first storm, that's uh, it's coming out of California today. It's going to bring uh, heavy snow into the Rockies, causing slick travel. Storms will develop as the system moves east. As we move into tomorrow, look for severe weather down through the southeast along this cold front and that low pressure that started out in California, bringing rain and snow up into the into the northeast and New England. Friday, the front finally moves out, but it's going to be bringing snow showers behind it and much colder air. So the storms in California affecting a good portion of the country over the next couple of days. Mm. Guys? All right, Al, thank you. Uh, breaking overnight, at least six people were hurt during a stabbing attack at a Paris train station. It happened in the mi- middle of the busy uh, morning rush hour. Several passengers and a police officer were among the victims. The attacker was shot and wounded by two off-duty police officers who were turning home from their shift. The motive still unknown, but a possible link to terrorism has not been ruled out. Turning now to the fallout over those classified documents found at an office used by President Biden before he was elected. He is now back in Washington making his first public comments about those documents' discovery, and Republicans are weighing in as well. NBC's Chief White House Correspondent Peter Alexander has got the story. Peter, good morning. Savannah, good morning. House Republicans are crying hypocrisy, but the president's allies say that he handled the discovery exactly the way you should, immediately alerting the National Archives and turning over the materials. President Biden last night saying that he was surprised to learn his lawyers found classified documents in an old office he occasionally used here in Washington and that he did not know what information they contain, but that his lawyers are fully cooperating with the Justice Department review. 
President Biden returning to the White House overnight and to an escalating controversy about those classified documents found inside his former office at the Penn Biden Center here in Washington late last year. People know I take classified uh, documents and classified information seriously. The issue overshadowing his visit to the North American Leaders Summit, where the president commented for the first time about the discovery by his personal lawyers November 2nd, less than one week before the midterms. Immediately call the archives, turn them over to the archives, and I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office. Two sources familiar with the matter tell NBC News in total fewer than a dozen documents were found. But I don't know what's in the documents. I've, my lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. The New York Times, citing two people familiar with the situation, reports the documents included briefing materials on foreign countries from Mr. Biden's time as vice president. NBC News has not independently confirmed their contents. The new House Speaker, Republican Kevin McCarthy, overnight demanding answers. They think they're above the law. Why weren't they raided? Why didn't they have the FBI coming in? They think the law doesn't apply to them. Incoming House Intelligence Chair Mike Turner calling on the Director of National Intelligence to provide an immediate review and damage assessment. The House Oversight Committee, in a letter to the White House counsel, expressing concern that President Biden has compromised intelligence sources and methods with his own mishandling of classified documents. He said it was very irresponsible for President Trump to take classified document to his personal residence and have them in an unsecured location, and it appears he did the same thing. Mr. Trump, on his social media site, questioning why the Justice Department did not announce the discovery before the election. All right, Peter, what do we know so far about the review process, what the next steps are here? Yes, Savannah, two senior law enforcement officials tell NBC News that the U.S. attorney in Chicago, the one assigned by Attorney General Merrick Garland to investigate these classified documents, has been reviewing the findings of FBI agents for the last several weeks. And we are told that the investigation is not fully complete, but the sources say that Garland has been briefed on the preliminary findings. One of the sources telling NBC News the investigation is now at the point where Garland has enough information to decide how to proceed and whether, in fact, to open an actual criminal investigation. Savannah. Peter Alexander at the White House. Thank you, Peter. Uh, 7, 14, a lot more to get to, including those golden gloves that were on last night, Greg. We're back. Uh Savannah, good morning. Good morning to you as well. The glitz, the glamour of Hollywood, back in full force, in fact. A huge night for stars with big and small screens as the organization behind it tries to rebound from controversy. Jason Kennedy was there. He joins us with all the highlights. Jason, good morning. Hey, Craig, good morning, my friend. There certainly was an elephant in the room at last night's Golden Globes. But overall, the mood was one of celebration as Hollywood honored the best of TV and film. Overnight at the 80th Golden Globes, Mr. Spielberg, step right up here. Steven Spielberg captured two globes for his work on The Fablemans. The film, inspired by his own childhood, won Best Picture Drama and Best Director. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out when I could tell that story. And I figured out when I turned about 74 years old, I said, you better do it now. It was also a big night for the Banshees of Inishirin, the film corralling three awards, including Best Musical or Comedy and Best Screenplay. 
Last year's show was not televised following an explosive Los Angeles Times report exposing the lack of diversity among members of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association and alleged ethical lapses. Settle, settle, settle. First-time host Gerard Carmichael kicked off the show with an understated start, but didn't mince words when addressing the controversy. I won't say they were a racist organization, but they didn't have a single black member until George Floyd died. Still, the show looked to rebound from its troubled past. Well, we're just going to keep the black girl magic going. Quinta, get up here, girl! As actors of color took home many of the night's top prizes. Everything, everywhere, all at once is Kiwi Kwan and Wakanda Forever's Angela Bassett were awarded for their supporting performances. Bassett paying tribute to her late co-star in the franchise, Chadwick Boseman. We were surrounded each and every day by the light and the spirit of Chadwick Boseman. And veteran actress Michelle Yeoh clinched her first Globe win for her mind-blowing lead role in the sci-fi comedy Everything Everywhere All at Once. This is also for all the shoulders that I've stand on, all who came before me who looks like me, and all who are going on this journey with me forward. While Jennifer Coolidge checked in her first Globe, thanking the White Lotus's creator. You sort of changed my life in a million different ways, and my neighbors are speaking to me, things like that. The top prize for Best Actor in a Motion Picture Drama went to Austin Butler for his rockin' performance in the Elvis biopic. Eddie Murphy accepted the Cecil B. DeMille Award and gave others his so-called blueprint for success. Pay your taxes. <laughs> mind your business. And keep Will Smith's wife's name... Oh, people were loving that. On the TV side, Abbott Elementary won Best Comedy. House of the Dragon took Best Drama. Kevin Costner won Best Actor for Yellowstone, but couldn't make it because of the extreme weather. It led to another highlight of the night when Regina Hall, who accepted the award on his behalf, didn't buy his absence and what became this tongue-in-cheek moment, but then clarified he had to shelter in place in Santa Barbara saying, let's pray, everyone. Some laughed. <laughs> Some didn't. Yeah, you I can was, unpack that, that one. That was a great moment, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jason. Cool. Jason's going to be back in a bit, Thanks. by the way, with another highlight of the night. We're talking, about, of course, about the fashion. Yeah. Jennifer Coolidge, hilarious. Oh, yeah. Say Jennifer Coolidge, Michelle Yeoh, yeah. and Angela Bassett. Yes. Three women over 60 slaying. Yes. Like, it was yeah. a good night. I love it. it. A good night. Kevin Costner might be Kevin over Costner 62. Too. Yeah. Let's go. Let's Come go. on, Al. Yay, us oldies. That's right. I'm over 60, and I watched it. Yeah, look at you. But everything, everywhere, all at once, yeah. you've got to watch I know. That. I want to see that. Spectacular. <laughs> anyway, we're looking at sunshine here in the Northeast. Record highs continuing down through Texas on into the mid-plains, snowy through the Rockies, and more heavy rain out west. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you so much. Uh, coming up, a new semester beginning at the University of Idaho today. Amid the ongoing search for answers and the killings of four students, Stephanie Gosk is right there for us. Hey, Steph. Hey, Hodo, we spoke with the attorney for Kelly Gonzalez, as well as a father and daughter who knew Xander Canola when she was growing up. We'll have what they said about the investigation and their loss coming up. All right, Stephanie, thank you very much. And just ahead this morning, we'll get into a trend that's a bit unexpected, especially as we get into this big weekend of NFL playoff action. Americans suddenly buying less beer. Not this American. Well, we'll take a closer look. You're doing your part, aren't you? But first, this is today on NBC. <laughs> Thank, proud you. Of that. Thank you for your service. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
I was hours into a hunt for new digs at the local shopping mall and losing steam fast when fate intervened. Drumsticks, get your drumsticks! Nutty, sweet drumstick? What luck! One drumstick, please. Here you go. This is hot and made of chicken. I want an ice-cold, creamy, crunchy drumstick Sunday cone. You and me both, buddy. But that's the vendor next door. Drumsticks. But that line is three miles long. Oh, well. Another day, another drumstick. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're back. It is 730. You're looking at the airport in Philly. Uh, We're following this morning's breaking news. So the FAA dealing with an overnight computer outage. It's causing delays from coast to coast. More than 1,200 flights and counting at this hour. A lot of quiet runways. Yeah. Yeah. Needless to say, if you are heading to the airport today, you probably definitely want to call ahead. It's a fast-moving story, so we're going to get an update on where things stand from Tom Costello coming up in just a few minutes. It's going to be a long morning. Let's get a check of the other headlines. We began in Washington in the growing firestorm that surrounds newly elected Congressman George Santos, the Republican from New York has admitted to lying about parts of his resume, including his education and employment history. And now two House Democrats have filed an official complaint with the House Ethics Committee, hand-delivering a copy of that notice to Santos' office yesterday. Santos insisted yesterday that he has, quote, done nothing unethical. The United States will start training Ukrainian troops on the Patriot Air Defense System at Fort Sill, Oklahoma, later this month. The first group will consist of just under 100 Ukrainian service members, The training is expected to take several months. Patriot Systems use surface-to-air missiles to destroy cruise missiles and other fast-moving airborne targets. All right, let's move now to a story everybody's talking about. We're talking about the massive billion-dollar Mega Millions jackpot. Nobody took home the top prize in last night's drawing, but there were 16 tickets that matched five numbers, each one of those worth a million or more. So let's look at the numbers on your screen. Snap a picture, jot them down. There they are, because if you won, breakfast is on you. All right, so what's next? The jackpot now worth an estimated $1.3 billion. That is the second largest jackpot in Mega Millions history. The next drawing, by the way, Friday night. Good chance it climbs even more. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, Meanwhile, class back in session at the University of Idaho today as the suspect in the murder of those four students there prepares for his next court appearance. NBC's Stephanie Gosk is in Moscow for us with the very latest. Stephanie, good morning. Hey, guys, good morning. We spoke with the attorney for Kaylee Gonzalez's family, and he tells us he and the family continue to get 
inundated from the public with tips, much of it leading to nothing, but they are in constant communication with investigators, sharing what they think is important. And he says there is still no connection between the students and Brian Koberger. As Brian Koberger gets ready to appear again in court tomorrow, the families of his victims are still looking for answers about a motive. It's obviously an emotional time for the family. The lawyer for Kaylee Gonzalez's family saying Koberger didn't know Kaylee or Maddie Mogan, as far as they know. I don't know of anybody that did know him. All of those girls were social. They were involved in the college. Um, they were working hard, waitressing and doing different things. So the idea that he may have ran across their paths, I don't think is uncommon. The attorney saying the Gonzalez family has been in frequent contact with investigators as they look to build their case against Koberger. Well, anything that we have, we can we send over to the Moscow Police Department. Meanwhile, spring semester beginning at the University of Idaho today. A semblance of normalcy returning now that a suspect is in custody. But fears remain. I'm a little worried about the safety here. Ten miles away from the University of Idaho campus, suspect Brian Koberger was pursuing his Ph.D. in criminal justice at Washington State University. Investigators say campus police there identified Koberger on November 29th after midnight, connecting him to the Hyundai Elantra seen near the crime scene. Now some students there are also questioning their safety and why police waited a month to arrest him letting Koberger remain on campus until the December break. We find out later that he's literally a student on campus and who's walking around with us. It just, it felt like they were trying to keep it from us or something. The police defended that decision. I will 100% stand behind the way that we handled this investigation. With much of the focus on the trial, family and friends of the victims want people to be reminded that young lives were lost, like Sydney McLean, Zana Carnoto's childhood friend. She's one of the funniest people I ever met. Um, she was always outgoing. She was a friend to everyone she met. Her father, Todd, who coached the girls' gymnastics team, struggling to come to terms with the crime. I think it comes down to just basically why. There's no sense to it. Meanwhile, Stephanie, some of Koberger's classmates are now speaking out about his behavior last fall. What are you hearing? Yes, Savannah, they spoke with the Idaho statesman. These are students who would have been in class with Koberger after the crime was committed. And they say that he was engaged. One of them says he was engaged in class. He sat up front. He was very academic. But then the student said he was also disturbed by his tone with women, that he was forceful and condescending. Savannah. All right, Stephanie, thank you. The investigation continuing there. Mm -hmm. All right, still ahead this morning, guys. Inflation now hitting the beer industry. Sam Brock is on that story for us. <laughs> Sam, bars, breweries, they are not raising a glass to this news, are they? Yeah, guys, good morning, Hoda. Good morning. Look, not too many people, and it is early right now, are saying cheers to beers going down in sales. Now, beer has trailed the average rate of inflation for a while. Not anymore, though. What changed? And also, we talked to a brewery owner here in South Florida about how he's getting around this problem and keeping costs in check. What's his secret? The story right after this break. Long days and no drumstick make for short fuses. And this fateful Monday, my fuse was as stubby and hungry as they come. Where are the drumstick vanilla cones? Take it easy, Sonny. Where are the drumstick vanilla cones, please? Yes! Sweet, creamy, crunchy, crispy, decadent deliciousness. <clears throat> Sir, I can ring you up. In my preoccupation with scoring a drumstick, I had forgotten my wallet. Uh, do you offer buy now, pay later? Another day, another drumstick. 
This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. We are back 740 Consumer Confidential, our ongoing series exploring issues that impact your budget. Carson, this is hitting you where you live. Because we're talking about beer. Yeah. Carson, yeah. why don't you take I've this died coffee? And gone, I've died and gone to heaven. Take here. this coffee, please, I'll Carson. I'll tell you what. It takes a lot for some Americans to give up their beers. But thanks in large part to inflation, increasing price sales have gone flat. Sam Brock, indoor out Florida. Sam, say it ain't so, buddy. It is so, kind of. By the way, I just, I love your beverage choices this morning here in the seven o'clock hour, guys. Good morning. Look, this is a bit of a dud for suds. And a lot of people might be asking, why is this happening right now? Experts saying it's really a combination of freight, shipping, and raw materials all going up in cost. Right now, I'm at a microbrewery in South Florida, Prison Pals, where the owner here has figured out sort of a big box style approach to this. He's just buying more of everything and then bringing the cost down. That includes more tanks that you see behind me. Now, this is Working for him, that strategy. But for many right now, beer is not the bargain that it used to be. Inflation has already touched so many aspects of our lives, from food to gas to travel. But the latest victim, beer, is leaving a sour taste, even for those who expected it. The sticker shock on your favorite bottle of suds might be most apparent on store shelves, whether it's at the grocery or liquor store, with one analysis coming up with a shocking tab. In the last three months of the year, beer prices rose an average of 7% year over year, but some American lagers jumped around 10%, or roughly double the typical increase. We're seeing a lot of consumers start to make different decisions at the shelf. Maybe it's a different brand. Maybe it's a different category. Maybe it's a smaller pack size, or maybe they're just going less frequently. Restaurants and breweries are feeling the pain at the tap. Juan Pipkin, the owner of Prison Pals in South Florida and a former Argentinian race car driver, remembers the conversation back in October that accelerated his new business model. We see a lot of increases of like emails from the suppliers. Hey, November, we need to increase 5%, 10% or whatever. So we start looking at that and say, okay, what is our next step? The answer turned out to be buying more raw materials like barley and hops and purchasing more equipment to make larger quantities of beer. To have the high quality with the best ingredient that we are using was very challenging. I am start fighting with the suppliers to say, okay, instead of buying two, three pallets, I buy a complete truck. But while Juan has held his prices in check for now, many stores and restaurants don't have that luxury and are forced to pass increases on to customers who are changing their drinking habits. And one expert says lower sales at higher prices will only work for so long. While numbers look okay right now, if those reduced frequency of occasions or reduced volume continues for the next cycle and the next cycle, that's a long-term problem. Now, analysts do say, guys, that with the NFL playoffs coming up in the Super Bowl, there should be a boost in the short term for beer sales. But there's a larger issue here, which is that younger legal drinkers increasingly are choosing ready-to-made cocktails or spirits or even wine ahead of beer. Although before you say hold my beer, 
Check this out. There is a beer smoothie here at Prison Pals. Oh. Passion fruit, strawberry, and pineapple. Half of it natural fruits, half of it beer. Uh, it sounds kind of wild. Yucky. This yeah. is delicious. Is it really? And so that's so Miami for you as well. Take your Crack it open. Another hit. Amazing. Wow. Okay. Thank you, Chuck. Well, thank you. Cheers to that. Disappointing Cheers. morning in news oh, between this and the aviation crisis. I know. I got two words for you. Okay. Tall boys. Tall boys, below premium brands like Budweiser, Miller yeah. High Life, yeah. Malt Liquors, in 16 ounces and 19 ounces. The tall boys yeah. okay. are the only category of beer that saw an increase in December. <laughs> wow. How do you They're know economical. that? They're economical. Because I buy them, Hoda. That's right. Tall boys? Yeah, so he buys what he knows. Economic. Yes, just be smart. Okay. Don't give up on beer. Yeah. Okay. Be smart. Get a tall boy. Get a tall okay. boy. Cool. Okay. Get right, a 40. Call it a right. Get a 40. I've never seen this intensity from you. They call me out 40 hands. Give me a 40. All right. What you got in the forecast? I got some Utica Club. That's a good beer. I like that Utica Club. Well, today, climate. The 2022 billion dollar disasters. 18 events this year from hailstorms in May. The drought and the heat wave out west. Of course, we're probably going to be adding those flooding conditions. That'll be starting off 2023. Winter storm, cold outbreak. In fact, the top three billion dollar disasters, Hurricane Ian, 112 billion. The Midwest derecho, 3.2. Midwestern or the Western wildfires at over $3 billion. 2022, number three in the top five 2022 billion dollar disasters. No disaster for the Midwestern heat. Cincinnati, we're talking temperatures 13 degrees above average. Dallas, you're going to be 85 degrees today. New Orleans, 77. Tomorrow, that warmth moves here into New York. 53 degrees. Charlotte, 66. Baton Rouge, 73. But then a front trumps through and those temperatures drop. Boston by Sunday, you're at 39. D.C., 48. Cleveland, you're going to be in the low to mid-30s. And that is your latest weather, guys. All right, Al. Al, don't go anywhere. Okay. Guess what? what? Guess what? what? There's some special messages just for you straight from the carpet of the Golden Globe, the gray carpet. Oh, my God. All about Al Roker. <laughs> We're going to talk about it coming what? up right after what? this. Yes, indeed. Say what? <laughs> It's Nisi Nash Betts and Jessica Betts, and we want to say welcome back. I just want to give a big shout to Al Roker. I knew you would make it. You're my guy. You're my OG. Peace out to you, baby. Al is back. America is so happy that you are there. Al Roker, I'm talking to you, and I'm glad you're feeling better because I was scared. Al, you're my pal. Oh, glad you're back. We depend on you. Here, here. Oh, oh my God. You got wow. friends everywhere. Wow. Yikes. Man. What's that? Al, you're usually on that red carpet. I know, I know. I miss sure that. They're missing you, oh, too. Oh, my gosh. That was fantastic. Oh, we the Fonz. Come on. Steven Spielberg. Look at you. Nash. I mean, right. and I, now I got People yeah, Magazine. I'm just That's right. Shirley some... Ralph. Mm-hmm. But wait, there's more. You're on the okay, cover of People. That's a bit too much now. No. This is really a cool article that you talk about your journal, your journey and everything that you've been through. Just uh big shout out to your family and to yeah. Deborah. Yeah. Must feel kind of surreal. And doctors and, and all of you, you know. Because oh, how's it been? We haven't had a chance to check it's, back it's in a little good, bit. It's been good, you know. I mean, yeah. really, it's it's like nice being back. It's nice getting dressed. Yeah. <laughs> smelling nice. Wearing pants. <laughs> wearing pants with zippers, you know. Do you get a real the nice folks out there? Yeah. Do you get a real sense of what a national treasure you yeah. are? I ask that yes, because I should be everywhere fair. I go or we go, yes. it is what everybody asks. Yeah. How's out? How's I can't yeah. imagine what it's like for you. You know, uh, it's special. It really is. You know, you you do feel the love. Usually you get this after you're dead. <laughs> so, 
But maybe I am. And no. this is just all part of my hell. I know. This is heaven. Believe me. But you always say it's like. He pointed you know, at the crew and said. Love is a healer. The prayers are a yeah. healer. Yes. yes. Yeah. I was getting off a plane yesterday. The, the, the pilot. Everybody. The pilot. Yeah. The pilot I'm getting off and saying, yeah. hey. How's Al? Yeah, everybody. Yeah. It's like, huh? We're fine. clear to land on 22. Let's hide, Al Roker. <laughs> right. well, By the way, that People magazine, yeah. it's on newsstands nationwide on Friday in Los Angeles and here in New yeah. York today. All right. okay. Thank you. Cool, Al. Thank you. Coming out to the highlight of any award show from gowns to capes, we got to talk about the fashion. This is your hell. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.